What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the First Defense Audio Installment. This is episode something something of season two, and yeah, we got a ton of stuff to talk about after Darlington Chastain. Chastain continues to just be an absolute lunatic, cost himself in others' races. Larson barely falls short of Darlington again. He's so close. He's so fast every single time we go there, and he always something happens. And then Byron makes it three in a row, first driver to three wins, and he got the 100th win for the 24 car, so that's pretty crazy. So yeah, I want to talk about all that, but first, let's go over the standing. So Chastain the Menace maintains the lead by just 27 points, Bell's there in second, then Harvick's 29 points behind first, then we got Hamlin, Byron, Truex, Blaney, Reddick, Keselowski, Kyle Larson, Kyle Busch, Joey Logano. Chris Busher, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., Bubba Wallace. And let's see what the bubble battle's looking like. 16. We got Briscoe and Bubba are both in currently with Bowman. Only two points out. That's in or two positions out. That's crazy. He's only two back with how many races he's missed. So realistically, he could he can miss those races and somehow build his points back up and be okay. It's gonna be tough, but he could do it. Suarez is in 18th, Gibbs 19th, let's see where Chase is, he's he's in 28th, he hasn't been making too good gra- good of ground because he really hasn't been running good in stages, he's been having decent finishes but he's, st- he's struggling a little bit, this is probably the worst he's ever been in the next gen car, he's usually one to watch every single weekend, he's a little behind but I think he'll be fine and if they just keep putting races together where they have the opportunities to be up front like he was here and he was even good at Kansas, then they'll get it done. So I'm not worried about it. Anyways, finishing positions. Byron Harvick, Elliott, Kozlowski, Bubba, Harrison Burton, Kyle Busch, Justin Haley, Blaney, and Chris Buescher. Uh It was another race that just started off where Truex was on the pole. You thought he was just going to be impossible to beat. He took off. And no one even came close to him. Bubba was fast, and they kind of traded lap times. But I didn't think anybody could keep up with Truex. Byron was a little bit behind. Chastain was, sometimes he was strong in the beginning. And you thought he might make a run towards the front. But it took him, I think it took him halfway through the second stage. When he finally got up, after right after pit stops, Truex got really tight. And Chastain was able to run him down. And then it looked like it was Chastain's race to lose. The Truex-Chastain thing, when that happened, I mean, I thought that was Truex's fault. Just as much as it was Chastain. Chastain's a leader, he can run whatever line he wants. And then Truex just got right on his door. And I think it, I think, I'm not sure. I think he bombed it in in the dirty air. And then Chastain ended up bouncing off the wall. And then when they made contact there, Truex went around. So it wasn't really... Chastain's fault there I can't blame him I mean maybe Truex was mad Truex blamed me he said if the one had just done what he did all day then we would have been fine but I'm assuming the reason why Chastain went down a groove in the track is because he was trying to put dirty air on Truex's nose just to get the stage win over with because Truex was really fast so yeah that killed Truex's day he didn't have any winning speed after that there was no way he was going to get up there because you could pass I mean 
If your car was strong, you could pass. Bubba did struggle, but that might just because bu be because Bubba hasn't had that much experience in like driving from the front to the back. He can qualify well and run very strong, but he can't. Na Some guys have been struggling with good cars navigating through traffic. Even Chase Elliott said, my car is good enough, and I watch guys with a car as good as mine drive to the front. So, it's obviously hard with this dirty air. So my point is, for some guys, once they lost track position, it was all over, like Truex and Bubba. And, I mean, Bubba hurt his car, too. Hamlin, I thought, was going to be really strong. He hit the wall. He, I'm not sure if he knocked the toe out, but he did say on his podcast that he thinks something's wrong with his car. And, yeah, it definitely showed, because he couldn't do anything. He was lucky to maintain the top 20 bush and chastain about the only two cars right now that can compete with the hendrick and gibbs cars i mean they're the literally the only ones that can run good with them because it's always larson byron truex hamlin bell or you could say 2311 but they're just they got that one win at um coda they haven't really gone out and dominated an oval yet but that could happen at any moment they were so fast at kansas we'll have to see but it's really just on these intermediates chastain bush hendrick and gibbs something i want to talk about quick too is ryan newman he qualified the rick Ware racing 51 the fastest it's ever qualified compared to what the poll was of among non-shr prepared rick Ware racing cars of course those would obviously be a lot better but that just proves how good he is at qualifying he just gets up in the wheel and gets it done so we, we got to talk about the dreaded chastain incident now i'm not kidding i legitimately think after last week he came into the race just doubled down on how little room he gives everyone because i saw him side drafting getting people loose almost crashing them um he he like came down on Bush's nose once, um, twice actually on restarts, almost spun him. I mean, and then he just runs because he knows that the, he's going to get dumped if he doesn't get away. So he, I mean, this, this whole race he did okay, but he was just still so aggressive, still making guys mad. The Truex thing, like I said earlier, I don't think that was necessarily his fault. But I could just feel that Chaz Dane was not, he, he's in his current form and something was going to happen. You could just feel it. And when Larson ran him into the fence, so Chaz Dane kind of had a feeling it was payback. He said something about it. But when, when he got to the bottom, first of all, I don't even know how he got to choose first. Because I'm pretty sure he jumped the restart and that would have changed everything because he wouldn't have been on the bottom in the first place. But anyways... When I see him on the bottom and Larson on the top, I just knew that something <laughs> stupid was going to happen. I mean, I, I I didn't think they were going to wreck. I just thought they were going to get into each other and maybe slow down and lose the lead. But like clockwork, Chastain just bombs it into the corner. Not Doesn't even come close to making it. And Larson was way down on his door too, which was just, he's just racing him hard. Not not letting him get a slide job and get in front of him because that's obviously what Larson would do even if he or what Chastain would do even if he's not clear. But he just bombs it in, gets into Larson, and they both wreck. And Larson just keeps his foot in it and pushes him down the 
down the uh, backstretch. I think that's where they were at the time, yeah. One thing I will say about Chastain, though, is he has the potential to be, like, kind of... I mean, this. I'm not even comparing them, but the way Larson drives is kind of sim- what Lar- Chastain needs to emulate because Larson puts people in the worst situations, and, I, like, he... Larson takes a lot when you talk about like give and take how much you cut guys breaks how much you let him go Larson I mean the day before John Hunter Nemechek he like pinched him before they even got into three and four and had him in the wall but going through the corner it was completely clean he didn't come off the wall and take out Nemechek he was glued to the wall when they came out of three and four so I can't blame Larson for that but going into it like he just he runs guys so tight, so they have to lift, or they just can't run their line. He just loves putting them in horrible situations, and that's what Chastain does. Except Chastain just destroys people when doing it. He does it, and he does it at bad times of the race. Like, I mean, obviously he's gonna run Larson up the track, but not into the wall. Like, I think that's what Larson tried doing, and that was an example of Larson kind of overstepping it. So I almost think that Chastain can have, like, a similar strategy to the way Larson runs his races, which is put guys in horrible spots. But, I mean, they're completely different drivers. I'm not... Even their style of doing this is different, so don't get mad if you're a Larson fan. But my point is that Chastain can still be super aggressive and put guys in uncomfortable spots to take advantage of them and pass them but he doesn't need to destroy them and he doesn't need to do it to a guy who's like usually running 30th and trying to get like a 13th 14th place run like when he did that to Gregson which wasn't even that bad and I mean I thought he gave Gregson enough room there it wasn't super horrible but that's just an example so yeah I mean I think Larson is questionably not dirty but like he he has a lot of incidences where he puts guys in bad spots and Chastain does it just to the next level where he's just destroying them and himself so in the another thing crazy about Chastain is he hasn't won in so long but he has the best next gen stats if you look at anything but the win column he has like the most top fives most top tens He's been in the top five in points for longer than anybody. He's literally the, I mean, I'm not going to say he's the best driver in the next gen era currently, but if the wins reflected how well he runs, he would be. And Hamlin thinks that maybe no one cuts him a break, and that's why he doesn't win. I think he definitely has to work way harder to get these top fives than everyone else because no one cuts him a break. And I think it's at the point where he's he's done like there's he's not getting away with this stuff at all because Larson already ran him into the fence Truex was trying to pack air on him and did not care at all what was going to happen to him there's a lot of incidents if you look at that he in that race yesterday where he could have gotten wrecked even worse than when he wrecked himself so then Bush was probably gonna take him out because he almost spun Bush a couple times sure there was a few others mad at him so I think he's running very well but I mean you can't run top five that much without wins like 
unless he's somehow putting a 13th place car in the top five and just he's pushing it to the absolute limit but i don't think he is i think he has winning speed he's just not closing out races dover larson blocked him if he had ran truex down there and passed him then he would have had the track position and go into the pits get tires and come out in first and potentially win that race phoenix he was going to have a good run hamlin took him out darlington obviously took himself out so He's last week I was like joking around saying he gets away with everything which he does in a way cuz he like will somehow end up outrunning the guy that tries to wreck him or he'll like at Pocono when Denny was disqualified in Pocono I mean either way he still finished third to last but anyways yeah he's he could have a lot more wins we'll see what happens I mean He's probably going to go into quiet mode again where he doesn't know how to race. Last year, this happened, and he was non-existent because he said, I have to change, I have to stop racing like this, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden, he was nowhere to be found until the playoffs. So, is I mean, does he just not know how to? I, th- I mean, I think he knows how to run good without wrecking guys because he did do it in the playoffs. He was really quiet in the playoffs. He didn't. I don't even remember any incidents of him taking anybody out, and he made it to the final four, so we'll have to see what happens. It's definitely going to be interesting, and he's gonna. it's going to be hard for him to win because the guys that he's... He runs up front with Larson, Bush, Byron, all those guys, almost on a weekly basis, depending on what track it is, and they're all mad at him. I mean, Truex, so Hamlin... So it's going to be tough for him to win in these, I would say, four to five weeks unless in, unless he stays completely um, innocent in these next couple weeks. I would say it could continue all the way through the summer because I, I really think people are running him really hard Sunday. I mean, I he was not getting caught any breaks from anybody and just everyone up front was mad at him and I think running like the coke 600 i mean how many times is he gonna have to pass these guys because it's such a long race like back and forth dropping from first to third and having to pass a larson it's just gonna be so hard for him and just so much payback is owed and i think everyone's gonna just start cashing it at this point all right moving on from that maniac i want to just talk about how good the race was the ratings were up again so we got five weeks straight of ratings going up I'm, we were struggling in the beginning of the season, but if you just look at the schedule, these Darlington, Charlotte, oh, we haven't even gone there yet, but Dover, Kansas, they're they're the best tracks. And we go to like Phoenix, Richmond. I mean, Richmond's okay. Phoenix, Martinsville, we can't pass there. Um, the road course are okay. I mean, Atlanta, I don't love. There's just a lot of tracks in the beginning of the season when we were struggling that Vegas it's Vegas never puts on too good of a show and now when we go to these tracks where there's a ton of tire wear like Darlington the ratings go up because I think people just remember how good they are and there's the Chastain incident but that's a result of going to like good racy aggressive tracks like Kansas it's a good race a fight breaks out and then it carries into the next week so a good race just trickles down from this how the cars run at that track because it just puts everything on display like 
the personalities and the, how good the guys are. I saw something on Twitter, and it was Jeff Gluck's poll saying that none of the Darlington races have ever gone below six seventy percent. I think that's the only track that's never gone below seventy percent. So I mean, knock on wood, but pretty much every time you go there, you can expect a good race. And the Southern Five Hundred, I mean, how can that be a bad race? No matter what package we have, I feel like it will just always be one of the best races of the year. So yeah, I think we gotta adjust the schedule, just go to these low grip tracks more, and obviously it's working. We've had some of the best races lately, Kansas, the Intermediates, Dover, so good, and then Darlington, and we'll see how, how much tire wear affects short tracks too next week. That's gonna be a big sign. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Alright, now we gotta talk about the first defense move of the race, underdog of the race, everything like that. Alright, the first defense move of the race, gotta go to the 24 team for choosing the inside on all those restarts. They they were fast early, they never really had that race winning leading speed, but they stayed in it. They had a bad pit stop, I think, or some kind of mishap in their pit cycle, and they kinda got shuffled back out of the top five. They fought back up to top seven the top seven, avoided all the wrecks. Next thing you know, they're on the front row and Byron had a good enough car going against a bunch of destroyed cars because Elliott, Kozlowski, and Harvick were all smashed up in that wreck and all he had to do was just have a clean restart, clear Harvick, and just put together two laps and they got it done. 100th win for the 24 car in Darlington. It was redemption from Byron destroying him on the last couple laps last year so he earned it took a little luck but they made the right decision going on the inside and the leaders the two fastest cars just took each other out so he gets the first defense move of the race the underdog of the race has got to go to rfk racing they finished both cars in the top 10 and brad actually already matched how many top 10s he had last year and we're not even halfway through the season so he could have already doubled the progress that he made with the team in just a year I don't think anyone would have guessed that Brad was the best Ford at Darlington. I mean, he was the best Ford by a long shot. I don't think can't think of any Fords that were running up towards the top five, top seven like he was all day. And Busher was right there behind him at a really tough track. So considering how far behind Ford is to Chevy and Toyota as a whole right now, for RFK to be running this well, it's a pretty good sign that they could fix a few things and be in winning contention and Brad is so good at super speedways that he could win there and then have a decent playoff run especially if they can get a little bit faster towards that portion of the season so yeah RFK definitely making gains are the underdog of the race this week but it feels like they're not going to be underdogs much longer all right now it's time to check out race take see what you guys had to say about the race See what everyone thought. So we got a few here. We got Byron W. Got a William Byron fan. Kyle Larson will be back in victory lane soon. It's a question. Uh, I think so. Definitely could win the Coke 600. Wilkesboro. I mean, I'm not. I'm not taking Wilkesboro too serious. Just because. Who knows with it? It's such a unique track, and anyone can win that. It's only 20 cars. Any of those 20 cars could bring a great setup and get it done fantastic race for sure i'm glad he pushed him around the track sideways sucks crash chain was up front again 
Yeah, that was funny when he was just pushing on. I was laughing because how long it lasted. And if you look at his in-cart camera, he's just on the throttle so hard. And then finally he just lifts and pushes Chastain out and then pulls around. It's hilarious. Chastain needs to be taken behind the shed. Chastain is a hack. Truex ended his own day. Yelp to the Chastain comments. He's definitely a hack at this point. I mean, it's weekend and week. He's literally on like probably a six or seven long race run of causing chaos, starting with what Talladega, Dover, Kansas, Darlington. He's lit. He's it's every single week. Last race take. I thought the 24 car had some other guy win in it before Jeff Gordon early NASCAR days. I looked this up just to double check, but no, it's right. 100 wins for the 24 car. Gordon had 93. Now Byron has seven. And I mean, Byron, he could easily get that to 150. At the rate he's going, he's got three this year, could get two more easily. That's five. He's He could easily get 50 wins, 50 more wins in his career or more in a bunch of championships. So that's it for race takes. Now we got to go over to our NAS facts from Trey Ryan on Twitter. Follow him up. Um, consecutive races top five in points chastain 21 harvick 8 christopher bell 7 denny hamlin 2 william byron 1 chastain is the only driver not only to be in the top five all in the past nine races so that since what vegas or phoenix i would say like when because harvick's at eight he's been in the top five since the start of the playoff or couple races into the playoffs last year so like i said he's literally probably the best guy in the next gen car right now based off anything other than wins he's just not winning next one rfk racing has put two both cars in the top 10 in three of the 13 races of 2023 from 2015 to 2022 the most they had done this was two times for an entire season three times in the first 13 races ties their 2014 mark which was when they were a three-car team. But they ended up doing it six times in 2014. So yeah, they were strong in 2014. But this just shows how, like we talked about in the underdog of the race, how big of the gains Brad has already made with the team. And this is also probably an effect of the next-gen car evening the playing field a little bit and allowing Brad to have pretty quick success with the team. All right, last one. 13 drivers are within 100 points of the points lead. 13 races into the season this is tied with 2014 for the most since this current points allocation format which was in 2011 so the fight for the regular season title is is still on i mean 100 points if we saw larson close that huge lead on denny in the uh 2021 season because he finished what like first second or i he finished like first 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 would he win four in a row first again and then wherever he finished at Pocono after he blew the tire and then he came back and finished second the next day and then kept having wicked strong runs so anybody within the 100 points I think and that'd be that'd be tough to outpoint a guy by 100 points in that many races but it's possible for sure so it's going to be interesting to see if anyone can 
who's going to get up there and take the lead from Chastain because I really feel like he's going to have a rough couple of weeks after how many people he's made mad lately. So that's definitely a big thing to look out for. All right, before we move on to talking about North Wilkesboro, I want to talk about the Xfinity race real quick. So that was another amazing race. And I saw people like all over Twitter complaining about Larson running, but for the health of the sport, in entertainment aspect like I just I don't see how it could be a bad thing I mean he literally puts on like one of the best races every time he goes to Darlington the rate the Darlington finish last fall was one of the best finishes of a race that I can remember it was insane and a lot of that has to do with Larson running in it so I just don't like unless you have a guy that's say your favorite driver is John Hunter Nemechek but I mean how it's the Xfinity series like a win in the Xfinity series if that's the guy you pull for is obviously a big deal but don't you want your guy to go to to the cup series eventually this is like the these are the races where you want to see your guy like battling with someone like Kyle Larson and being part of a insane finish even if he doesn't come out in first I would get it I'd be more mad if it was the cup series and Larson did this. So I don't really get it. I don't view it like drivers are downgrading and going into like a less of a league because the drivers in the Xfinity series are so good. I mean, he's in the Colleague 10 car. It's not at jo- Joe Gibbs Racing cars at Darlington, you would think are the best cars. And Larson probably would have dominated the race in a JGR car. So for him to do that with the 10 car, I have no problem with it. I think it was one of the best races of the year across all three series with that finish. And I mean, that's what gets people to buy tickets. If Larson's going to do something like that, I'm all for it. And everyone who was there is walking away. They're never going to forget it. People watching. So I don't see how it can be anything but a positive for just anyone watching and NASCAR in general, the actual sport. All right, speaking of viewership and everything, there's something came up last week, and it was the, there was a potential streaming deal coming this summer. I think the front runner, as people are saying, is Amazon. Um, I don't know, like, I'm just, there's some, I just saw some articles about it, but that's about it. So I'm not, like, an expert on this, but I would say the big thing that this is going to do is it's going to allow for you to not have cable and be able to watch NASCAR. And the reason this would be really good for NASCAR is because like a lot of kids, I'm 21 and I didn't have cable. If I didn't watch NASCAR, I literally would not have cable. I turn on and I don't even have cable. I have Hulu, which is like, I had to buy Fox. I had to buy Hulu to get Fox and a million other channels that I never watch. I turn it on, I watch NASCAR, I turn it off. So anybody my age who does that, like the typical kid I'm assuming is just like me, doesn't want to pay, what, 70 bucks a month to do this, and they want to be able to watch it on their phone or their laptop. So you, I think the way it's going to work is you can basically have a way smaller selection of things you can watch, so you don't have to like buy a million channels and spend a ton of money to watch NASCAR. So it's going to like key in on mobile streaming and for cheaper for just NASCAR fans. And I I mean I think that's what we 
what we need to do because i mean how do you like you're not going to convince a 20 year old that sees like a clip of noah gregson getting punched by chastain like oh i gotta get cable so i can watch nascar no they're gonna be like oh i saw that that amazon thing i have i can i think i can get access to the races and they're gonna check it out so i think that's what that would do and i think i might have said this is going to come in the summer so i don't know what i was talking about earlier i meant to say it's going to come in 2025 at the earliest and then the last thing about this is i don't know how it would affect like how the race is presented if there's going to be like new announcers or something but that would be i mean that would be cool to get it just on multiple platforms like that bring some diversity i don't see how that could be a bad thing and yeah, I mean, gives us options, so I guess it's something to think about. It's not going to be for a while, but I'm sure talks about it will heat up for sure. All right, so we got North Wilkesboro, doubleheader, no Xfinity race, but there is a bunch of late model races and stuff if you want to watch those. I think they're all going to be on flow. That's like 100 bucks a year if you don't have it. I'm sure a lot of people already have it. If not, maybe... You can watch some of the events by just pay-per-view. I'm not sure if they're going to be offering that. You, you can just go on, look up North Wilkesboro Late Model Races Flow, and it'll pop right up. Um, truck practice is at 3.05 Friday, and qualifying is Saturday at 10.30. They race at 1.30. Cup heats are at 7.35 Saturday, and the All-Star Open is at 5.30 Sunday, and the race is at 8 o'clock Sunday. And then there's also the pit stop challenge that is going to be friday so there's that too that'll be fun to watch i'm sure if you can if you have time kind of weird that there's stuff going on on all three days for actually no there's just an off day for cup on saturday for the cup race i'm going kevin harvick because it's just it's like all everything's aligning they have a good short track package he's really good at tire management he's in the 29 car what he got where he got his first win it's like his retirement year at like such a cool historic track honestly winning this all-star race could be bigger than him for him than winning the just a right like if he say he won phoenix but didn't win this now if he wins this he could probably say that this might be a bigger deal than winning phoenix because this could be more memorable i mean it's the inaugural revival race of north wilkesboro it's a big deal because of the million bucks and everything and i think a lot of these guys are going to want to win here because it's so historic and just the story of it coming back is so cool so i'm taking harvey truck race i'm going byron i think larson's going to be really strong even bubble wallace but I'm taking Byron because he's so good in late models. And this kind of reminds me of a late model style race with uh, tire management. I think it's going to be huge. And he's he's good at these little bull rings on. Well, it's a, it's a half mile, actually. He's good at short tracks in the late model. So, I, I mean, I don't even know if that correlates over to the trucks. But the KBM 51's fast. He kind of struggled at Darlington, didn't have much speed, or at least the speed he needed on the short run. I think he gets it done, though. Finally gets the 100th win. Someone's got to do it. It'd be cool to see him do it at Wilkesboro. All right, another great race at Darlington. Just so many good races in a row. 
I would say since maybe Talladega even was before that Bristol Dirt or might have been Martinsville. I don't know. We've just had so many. I I can't. The good news is I can't remember the last bad race, and I don't see why that would stop anytime soon because we got Wilkesboro Coke 600 Gateway Road Course package is good right now. I'd say it's it's pretty good. We're going to Sonoma and. Not a lot of short tracks coming up. It sucks that I have to say that because I love short tracks, but the package is just, uh, um, yeah. A lot of controversy right now going into this race. Teams, I, I mean, I would think that they won't care about this weekend, so they're just going to have fun, but it's also going to be super competitive because it's Wilkesboro in the All-Star Race like I just talked about earlier. So that could get some tempers going for the million bucks. I would love to see Larson destroy Chastain for the win. Or just, I mean, if you're leading and someone's on your bumper, you're getting moved. There's <laughs> there's no way that someone's not going to drive up to your bumper and try to knock you up the track, I would say. So I think it's going to be, a, th- I have a feeling that this is literally going to be the one of the best races probably in the net in the last couple of years and in the next gen era this is going to be like how the coke 600 was last year how auto club is the southern 500 i have a feeling it's just going to be so good all right last thing if you haven't already checked it out the first your fence story the new podcast comes out every sunday i'm moving to mooresville to go all in on nascar please check it out it's called the first your fence story like i just said it's going to be cool just me take talking about all the steps that I'm taking to get involved with moving. And, yeah, it's pretty interesting. Just all you have to do is read the title and you'll be like, what the hell is going on? All right. If you made it this far, I appreciate it. Thank you for everyone who listened. And follow me on all my socials at First Offense and message me what you liked about the podcast or what you want me to talk about. I'll figure it out and add it. All right, thank you, everyone. Have a good week, and Wilkesboro is going to be a beauty, so enjoy it up. All right, peace.